Hey guys, welcome back to Glob Truth, or as my podcast that I do, which is Plot of Confusion. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Very happy to be here. This is going to be another part of the Bible study tonight, where we will be dealing with disobedience. But as I've always said, before we get started, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful day you've given us, O oh Lord. I just ask that you give me the words to speak in this plan hour. And Father, that you will uh, use this to the glory of your kingdom. We thank you so much. We bless you. We honor you. We cherish you. In Jesus' name, we make this prayer and all prayers in Jesus' name. Pray. So, let's get started. All right. So, disobedience. Uh, this is something that... Um, I kind of was talking about on a, another podcast that I had going on, and uh, I'm probably going to go in a little bit more detail on the podcast when I uh, do that, but I wanted to come here and uh, talk about disobedience. You know, disobedience can be in many, many different ways, happen in many, many different uh, avenues in your walk. Um there's a thing about you know being disobedient to your parents being disobedient to the, the law being disobedient to others being uh, just being disobedient to god i think now more than ever the reason why i'm coming back and doing these videos on uh, youtube and come back as glock uh, truth is to point out the fact that too many times as I was on sabbatical and taking it, you know, easy and took a little bit of a break that I, I noticed that our world became extremely, extremely disobedient. I mean, to the point where it was, it, our nation itself is unrecognizable. The, the other thing that deals with our nation is that other nations are looking at us going, has America lost their minds? Have they fallen into disobedience? A, a, a nation that was blessed because it was after the beliefs and the, uh, the faith uh, Judeo-Christian and that it also sat there and led the calls to a free world and a free country and that in doing so in our nation we were obedient to God to Jesus Christ in this time the disobedience that has happened has run amok in a way that it, our nation is unrecognizable and my grandfather was still here today, or even my uh, wife's grandmother was still here today, that I believe that if they had seen what our world has become, they would be in shock because it has so rapidly and so quickly in these past couple of years gone into a world of disobedience. So we're going to take a look, starting in the book, the good book, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. says, cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Bring into captivity every thought 
to obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts in himself that he is Christ, let him or himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. We must understand that we, to be followers of Jesus Christ, we cannot be in disobedience. It is so easy to be in disobedience. Right now, um, in my podcast, I said that the churches today are in what I believe is an apocalypse, the, the downfall. You know, I know that there's a lot of uh, people out there just, just uh, praying and wanting a revival. And I, I think, I desperately know that we need something like that uh, right now. But the thing is, is that we have become so disobedient that we've not even recognized that that judgment has already started to take place in America. Now, I, I talked about this again on a podcast where, you know, a lot of people are adamant about being Trump supporters. And I think that's fine. I'm not getting to the political side of this, but I'm wanting to let my brothers and sisters know, Christians know, you can't put your hope in a man, okay? But your hope in a man, it becomes an idol. He becomes more. He's to be elevated. You elevate him to the role that is supposed to be only for the most high. And it's easy to do. We, we, we do it all the time, whether, you know, it's in sports or shows or what else. We, it, we're, we're just, that's our way of nature is to, to when we see something and we see that we uh, can relate to it, we kind of gravitate to it. And in our nation now that has really just, I mean, if you had told me before, um, I left YouTube for a while. You had said that, hey, when you, when the Lord calls you to come back, you're going to, have to deal with the fact that uh, that our society no longer identifies with two genders. That people identify whatever they want to, and and that would have been puzzling to me because I know during the time people were going through COVID, you know, everybody's like follow the science follow the science, obey the science, let, you know, listen to the science. But now we're told that there's a complete, complex way to look at gender. And there's not, I mean, God made it simple. A, man, B, woman. Easy, easy. But with disobedience brings in the judgment of confusion. And right now we are a nation that is confused. We have lost our identity. Um, You know, many people claim to be Christians. Many people claim that they are Christians. But yet when you listen to them talk or you, you look at their fruits, you recognize that, wait, they're not following what the word of God says. They're not 
I mean, it's open book test. I've always said this. You, the, the Bible doesn't need us to interpret it. It will interpret itself. Uh, all you need to do is open it up and read it. I mean, a lot of people don't do that. They want to take little sound bites and run with it and base their whole knowledge off of that soundbite, not looking at the context itself. Matter of fact, there was something I was I was looking at today dealing with the disobedience in my study today. Uh, as me and Nikki were doing um, our Sabbath, as we rest on the Sabbath, and um, was looking at and. You know, as we were, um, there was uh, let's talk about the harbinger and what the harbinger would bring and can bring, and that a lot of people, you know, are not recognizing that the harbinger of judgment has come upon us and that you know they read the scriptures and they don't recognize that they are not reading it in its entirety and one scripture is dealing with um, judgment upon Israel and in our nation uh, you have our leaders that talk about being defiant and they, they're pointing from this, this passage and everything they're saying is when you read it you you're like whoa this is talking about disobedience this is talking about god's um wrath god's punishment towards mankind for uh his disobedience uh another thing too is that you have where people will put their hopes in angels uh, I've, I've seen that a lot lately too that that and and there's nothing wrong with having you know ministering and being ministered to jesus was ministered to in the uh, the wilderness um by an angel but you got to make sure you test the spirit you got to make sure that that angel isn't trying to act like that he, he he says that jesus christ is the messiah says that he came in the flesh and was resurrected on the third day you have to test these things but a lot of people just take it that they have an angel and that angel tells them something and you know with that um that's the end all be all they don't they don't go any further in their research and and then they're studying they're testing the spirits and that's what's happened with our nation today we are a nation that that is really just um all over the place you know uh, in Isaiah, is where I was turning to Isaiah chapter nine. You know, and you can look at this whenever they're doing the when they're rebuilding the um, where nine eleven took place. And you had the two towers come down. Now they have erected a one tower. It's interesting that you have them quoting from the scripture, and I'm going to read it to you. It's in Isaiah chapter nine, verse. I mean, chapter, yeah, chapter 9, uh, verse, starting at 8, it says, The Lord who has sent a word unto Jacob, and it has lightened upon Israel, and all the people shall know, even Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, 
that say in the prime right now israel was in pride right now we just came out of a month that glorifies pride that glorifies a rebellious a disobedience to the word of god and in doing so in that pride and uh, stoutness of heart the bricks are falling down and we will build which in stones the sycamores are cut down we will change them into cedars therefore the lord yahuwah shall set up the adversaries of risen against him and join his enemies together and the syrians before the philistines behind and they shall devour israel and open with open mouth for all his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still so you have where president Barack obama and you know um, other people in the senate and the congress that was quoting from isaiah chapter 9 but they were taking a sound bite they were taking a sound bite by saying uh isaiah chapter 9 verse 10 and they only were taking verse 10 they weren't reading before that verse or after that verse they were just taking that verse that says the bricks are falling down but we shall build with in stones which means a stronger material uh the sycamores are cut down but we will ch uh, change them into cedars in other words we have a tree that's a weak tree but we're going to change it out for a cedar and it's going to be a strong tree and you would think hearing that and listening to that 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 would be wow yeah you want to do that you want to come back stronger you want to come back greater you want to be great again you want to be wonderful you want to make sure that this will never happen to you again but but they fail to understand is, is that it was a warning that it was a warning from the creator that hey wake up or you're going to be held in judgment and israel was completely being disobedient during this time i mean absolutely disobedient and in their disobedience these were warnings that god was giving the nation israel to turn back to repent see what has happened in our society today is that we have become where we have become where we include everyone and we want everyone to be of the faith and we want everyone to it doesn't matter what your your thoughts are what your you know as long as we come together in love then everything's going to be fine and okay but that's not what the scripture tells us yes you are to love your enemies you are to love your neighbor you're to love god first but what has happened in our society today is that we have replaced the idea of love with lust everyone sits there and will quote jesus and say that jesus is love don't judge don't judge me don't judge me don't judge me and yet they'll quote and say jesus was love jesus today i mean i've heard some blasphemous things 
that have just made my head spin. And I'm like, it's a, I don't see how God hasn't just struck you down right now. Well, matter of fact, there was, I think it was a church in Philadelphia, if I can remember correctly, where he pretty much just blasphemed, the ministers just blaspheming and, and saying how you can't rely on this being the only source and all this other stuff. And that church got hit by lightning and burnt down. I mean, burnt down to the bottom, absolute bottom. So, as I've seen this blasphemy, why everyone fails to realize about Jesus and um, me, pull it up real quick. You know, the woman is the uh, the adulteress. Cult. Um, uh, in adultery and you have and it comes out of the book of John chapter 8 so let's go to John chapter 8 well, wait while we're here you got, so you got this moment and I've always this is a passage that I have looked at studied and I've always asked you know well, where was the guest she was caught in the act of it then where was the God? But that's, let's just look at this. It says, um, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him. He sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And then, and when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, Moses, and that they're using, they're using the scriptures, they're using God's word to justify what they're wanting to do to this woman and to Jesus. Commanded us that such could, uh, should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have accused him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. And when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and he said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. So immediately people will use it and say, Jesus is love. He, He's got her. He's, you know, he doesn't care what she's done. She doesn't care what, what's happened. And they take this to justify their lust. And again, he stooped down and rode on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, something that I don't think a lot of people are even doing anymore, being, um, even listening to their conscience. Uh, went out one by one, beginning from the eldest even to the last. Jesus was left alone, and the woman was standing in the midst. And when Jesus lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thy accusers? Has no man condemned thee? So right there, people will say, see, Jesus doesn't want to, he's all about love. He doesn't want to condemn. He doesn't want to condemn. Those guys were 
just they they were coming after her they were being all this mean and they they wanted to they wanted to stone her and wanted to just you know get her with the law the torah and she says no man lord and jesus said unto her neither do i condemn thee go is that where it ends he just tells her to go you know that no longer i don't condemn you go go back doing what you were doing it was okay for you to be in lust it was okay for you to be in an adultery is that what jesus is saying here to say that would make him a liar and jesus isn't a liar for him to say that would just sit there and go against everything that the torah and jesus coming to fulfill the law it would done away with all that but no jesus looks at the woman and he says to her in love yes go and sin no more that's the part in our disobedience of lifestyle that we fail to do we fail to repent when we're caught in the act of sin and jesus's grace has covered all the sin we have to repent and sin no more that's what everybody wants to miss and they want to miss the part where it says sin no more because in our world today for some reason in our disobedience everyone wants to say that their lifestyle is okay because jesus is love and in doing so we have made our nation a nation of disobedience Nowhere was Jesus telling the woman to go back and hook up with the man that she was having an adultery with. He was telling her not to go back to that sin. You've been given grace, so you must give up that sin. And that's what the key thing that the church is missing today and that believers are missing today in their way of having their testimonies or being able to witness to this world is that we want to have everyone included even though their doctrine is insane we don't want to have people understand that it is sin that they're living in and that we have to be called out of that sin to be obedient to the lord and a lot of people don't want to be obedient to the Lord. A lot of people want to be disobedient. And a lot of people want to live their life the way they choose to live it. I'm not perfect. My gosh, you can ask anybody who lives with me and knows me to tell you immediately, Derek's not perfect. And I never claim to be, but I do try and strive to not live in sin try to purge sin out of my life i try to be obedient to the word of god but we live in a time right now where people prefer to stay in their lifestyle and be included and thinking that they just say that they believe that jesus christ existed even the demons and the devils acknowledge that Jesus exists but yet they tremble 
because they know there is a judgment and he's a righteous judge. But we're living in a time in which we have lived in so much of this disobedience that we have justified it in our congregations. We have justified it in the pulpit. We have justified it on every level imaginable. And anyone that is telling you to sin no more, they're the bad guys. It, you know, talk about guy getting a lot of flack when I was here the first time around on YouTube and the flack I got. And I look back at that and I go, wow, you know, God was preparing me to understand that there are people that's going to be in disobedience and they're going to claim to be followers of Jesus Christ and they're going to claim all this stuff that they believe that Jesus is love and Jesus is all-inclusive and they're going to open up the doors and everyone is going to be welcomed in. But when I was on my sabbatical, during this time, God showed me that people can claim to be followers of him but if they are not obedient to his word and read it then they are like the people that quote from it by taking sound bites and not recognizing that the sound bite they're taking is what they're trying to interpret it to be is to be something that it's not they're trying to make the word of God say things that it hasn't said. They're trying to interpret words that clearly they haven't read the whole context of the situation that was being written. They have taken little sound bites and they justify themselves by those sound bites, not recognizing that some, some of the things in this Bible I mean, a lot of people had issues when I read Psalms 109. But if you're a true believer in Jesus Christ and, in, and a God, you know that God is a righteous God and there is judgment. You also know that he will judge the righteous and the unrighteous. No one gets a free get-out-of-jail card when it comes to God and it comes to being an accountability for your life. You are held accountable to your life a lot of people sit there and go well, how do we have that have that kind of accountability well one is that god has written his commandments on our heart we know stealing is evil lying cheating killing murder all this we know those things are all bad and evil and that we shouldn't do those things because those are things that god has written on all of man's hearts whether you believe in him or not you have these core values. Then the day, either you will believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and he's come to set you free from your sin so that you will sin no more. Everybody wants to miss that part. They want to talk about how great and loving Jesus was, but they don't want to take into the part that sits there and tells us and he tells us each time someone is 
living in sin and he delivers them from that sin each and every time Jesus is telling them to sin no more and in that that is a, a, a way of judgment Jesus is looking at that person and he's saying to that person you and your lifestyle is not in obedience to the word of God so when Jesus is telling them to sin no more that is his passing judgment upon the sinner and telling the sinner to sin no more still gives the sinner the option and the choice to either be obedient or stay in disobedience but it does not eliminate the fact that Jesus is holding them in accountability for their sin and people want to ignore that and overlook that and don't want to even acknowledge that and in doing so they really miss the big picture of what Jesus is really telling us about grace and about obedience and of love true love my wife loves me and I love my wife but she will tell me if I have been out of line and she does it in love she is the one that keeps me in accountability and that's the way we're supposed to be God telling us to sin no more Jesus telling us to sin no more is holding us in accountability we have been such a rebellious nation that we have just allowed temptation just to take over and control our every aspect and we want to justify that temptation we want to justify that lust we want to justify those things and still live the life that we want to live and claim that we are righteous even though we are clearly being unrighteous another thing comes out of the book of james chapter 1 sorry verse 14 it says this but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed then when lust has conceived it bring it forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death do not err my beloved brethren right here is telling us that lust is sin and if you're living and doing a lifestyle that is contrary to the word of god and you want to justify that and say it's okay i'm a christian i can do this i ask you to pray about it because the woman that was living in the adultery and that was caught in it she knew she had every right to be judged and jesus did judge her by telling her to sin no more we are in a nation of disobedience 
And so that there is my live stream that I like to do every Saturday. Um, hope to have you. You can check that out on YouTube at Glop Truth. And as always, like my grandpa said, and like everything around, you got to pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies on the corner. God bless. Thank you.